Hello, I'm Luke. I'm Courtney. And this is Our Story, His, His Glory, Glory podcast. podcast. Welcome back. Thank y'all for tuning in. We hope you guys have been enjoying these. We have definitely been enjoying making them. Um, and just hearing feedback from people has just been really encouraging and just really sweet. Um, we kind of wanted to start a little different today. Um, I think we're going to try to start incorporating... Um, either a scripture or something we heard or just something uplifting um, each time. We were just thinking to start today with a scripture that we feel like is really relevant to what we're going to be talking about and just our lives in general. And, um, you know, it's um, a promise for any believer. So let's get started. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I think I briefly talked about this one already in our first episode, I do believe, or maybe it was the second. (laughs) Anyways, I don't remember. Um, because it's just, it's so good and it's just so fitting. Like I said, it's a promise to believers everywhere. Um, God has good in store for those who love him and seek him. And, um, yeah, we just kind of wanted to start on that. Do you have any thoughts on that verse? I definitely think that it is, uh, sounds like a promise. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in God and Jesus and he makes a promise, then he'll follow through. And that's definitely hopeful. Yes. Something to hang on to. Something to keep close to you when things get, you know, difficult. But, um, so we left off last week kind of went into it a little bit but um we kind of left off at the breakup (laughs) or we mentioned it went on for about a year um there was a few times in between where we tried to get back together um and just didn't work out we just were on very destructive paths and going in total different directions total different directions neither of them were good um we really were different people. Like, we really both changed for the worse a lot that year. And, um, you know, I think a lot of it came from being mm. heartbroken. But I know for me, a lot of it came from just being rebellious. Like, I was just turned my back on God, turned my back on everything that I had experienced and knew and loved and things that fed me and people that were good for me. I just... I don't know. I just walked away. So do you, let's get into it a little bit. Yeah, so let's start with you. Where were you at? Um, like, you know, not physically, but like mentally and emotionally. Like, what was that time frame like for you? Well, I was 18, and at 18, you're legally an adult, but you really still think like a 16-year-old. Yeah, you do. I was just mixed up. It was hard to really comprehend because we were together for so long, and I I wasn't single since freshman year of high school, and it just I just did whatever it took to drown it out, and I got bad off into drinking, right. and that was a, pretty much a whole year of just a blur. Just getting in trouble left and right. Right. Arrested. Uh, my record was once a week for three weeks in a row. 
Uh, yeah, I moved to a nearby city, and within three weeks, I had to move back because I already made a bad rep for myself because of the drinking, and I just headed down a very destructive path. And it was just like that until we decided to start working things out, and you always brought the good out of me. I, I don't, I'll just self-destruct. Um, I've always been like that, but once we started actually getting back together, I started straightening up, and it worked its way to where we are now. Yeah, it definitely was, um, like, it, I remember seeing you during that time, um, when you had moved, um, and just being, like, ta like taken back, because you just didn't look the same you just weren't the same um you just I don't know you just weren't you are such a especially when we're teenagers like you walked in a room and people knew you were there you just were that way and um like you just the life had just been like sucked out of you I don't know if that was the breakup the drinking all of it all of it <laughs> um yeah, it was really sad. It was really hard to see you that way. I remember being really torn up, like, missing you and wanting to get back together. But I just literally would not do the right thing and just was just got caught up in this party lifestyle. And um, you were partying, and it was just not lining up. No. Where were you at? when mentally and physically when the breakup initially happened and what happened just throughout the year for you um so when we initially broke up I was still at home um it was my senior year of high school and um I was I think like a month maybe two at the most um from graduating, like it was towards the end, I want to say. Um, so I was definitely still in town, in school, living at my mom's. It was really hard, like we'd been together so long and you were just my best friend. And so literally everything reminded me of you. I don't know if it was that way for you. Yeah, I couldn't, every, I couldn't listen to radio. It was terrible. Like, every song, everywhere I looked, oh, we went there, I had a memory with you there. Like, it was haunting. It was like I couldn't, you know, escape it. <laughs> you were everywhere I, um, you know, I looked. But um, I really started kind of partying a little bit that year. I had... Um, really kind of steered clear of most of that um not that I didn't when I was younger but once I like really got serious about God um I just stopped hanging out with people that like were negative influences on me and kind of really just hung out with you hung out with my family and my friends that um weren't into things that other friends were into and so it kind of was a 360 for me because all of a sudden I just was like, you know, I'm hurt. I don't want to be hurt. 
the only thing I can even think to do is to go busy myself with trouble. And so I just started partying, started drinking, um, and just got really determined to leave town. Like, I just wanted to get out of here. I kept, I kept thinking that, like, if I just leave, it'll be better. If I just, you know, go. And then come to find out we moved to the same town, which was annoying. But we didn't run into each other. No, I wasn't so, really, yeah. Yeah. Um, right before I had moved, right before um, I had graduated, actually, I had met somebody and thought that they would be, um, from what they portrayed, like, you know, interested in God and church and family and all these things. And it just wasn't the truth. And um, I went through really, 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 really rough controlling uh relationship um for like quite a while I didn't want to label it and I kept saying like I'm not in my right head um I'm in no place to be somebody's girlfriend I even said like I'm not over my ex like um we still talk and he was basically just (laughs) should have been a red flag but basically like I don't care none of that matters I just want to be with you and so um, I started dating him eventually, um, literally, literally said one day, fine, I guess, because he just had acted so much. And um, I knew in that moment, like, it was the wrong thing to do, but I had just felt kind of stuck and um, kind of like got into something that I wasn't quite prepared for. But um, yeah, it played a big part in a lot of what happened um like all around because you found out about it and so then you were just like I don't want any part of you like if you're you're gonna be having other relationships then like we're not talking I'm not you know whatever so then I would lie to you and lie to him that I wasn't talking to you and then y'all would find out and (laughs) I would be in trouble yeah it uh it was just very very controlling in a lot of different ways that I didn't quite realize at first and um it eventually kind of led me to just do the exact opposite of what I had been doing like oh you don't want me hanging out with friends well I'm gonna tell you goodnight and I'm gonna go out to the club with my friends like it it just kind of sparked a very very rebellious streak in me with the boy from yes during the breakup yeah yeah, this wasn't with Luke. Um, yeah, it, it like, sparked just a very rebellious, like, nobody's going to tell me what to do, but I can't say, oh, I don't want to be with you and we can't be together because I had feelings of all. Like, just very mixed up. And, um, you know, I played my part, too. Like I said, I was not right. Like, I mean, you can attest to that. I was not myself. I was, my thinking was not the same, my feelings were not the same, my interests were not the same, like... No, you were just on autopilot. Yeah, um, I was, like, battling really, 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 really bad with my OCD and anxiety again that I had previously talked about. Um, I was just really, uh, like, just in a really bad way, and Luke was truthfully, like, the only thing that um was familiar to me. I was in a new place, a new city, a new house, 
new friends. I had a few of my old friends and, you know, they were so, um, they were worried, you know, and they, they were worried about the relationship. They were worried about me. They were worried about the things I was doing. And, um, even old friends that I would run into would say like, what, you know, what are you doing? Like, who are these people you're with? Like, this is just not you. My family was worried. Um, it just was a mess. Um, the drinking kind of just started as like something fun. Like we would go, like I said, I got really rebellious. And so I started partying a lot and I was going out all the time. And, um, eventually, unfortunately it led to me feeling like, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was the only time that I wasn't sad. It was the only time I wasn't in my head. It was the only time that I didn't feel stuck in my thoughts is if I was just out not just drunk because when you're drunk you still get all depressed feeling but out drunk out partying friends everywhere like I had to be completely distracted or I was miserable and um I don't know if it was that way for you too like it just was like a coping thing almost that I I didn't realize like if you would have asked me then I wouldn't have said that I knew I knew that's what I was doing I literally I had an apartment just to sleep, and I was never home. I was always doing something. If yeah, I, just like trying to busy yourself. Yeah, I'd be to the next big nearest town we got is a party town. I was mm-hmm. there every weekend, and during the week was work, and then I'd stay late at a friend's house. So mm-hmm. just, I didn't even like going home because I didn't yeah. want to mean at the apartment by yourself bored yeah alone, kind of gets depressing it does and um i definitely felt that same way like i had to be occupied um like i said that relationship got so toxic so quick and it was so on and off and so just up and down and you know it it is sad that i even involved someone else because feelings got hurt that really could have been spared had i just been true to myself and said you are not right let's just leave this alone and um not you know go move forward with something but just dumb just made dumb decisions and um you know it was really sad like I said you know Luke and I talked every night it was like I couldn't I couldn't let him go (laughs) I was not willing to let him go I was almost just waiting on you to just, like, come and make it all better. Like, just rescue me. But what I really was looking for, in fact, was probably God. Yeah. You weren't able to do what I needed. You weren't capable to fill what was missing in my life. It was the Lord. It wasn't just you. You were a big part of it. And, you know, like, even that guy, it was really sad. But even he said, like, you know, I knew from the beginning, I don't even know why I started this, that... It was always him. It was going to always be him. And I just remember having, like, nothing to say because that was just the truth. Like, if Luke called, I answered. If Luke wanted to see me, I wanted to see him. Like, if he came knock on my door and said, get in the car, we're going home, like, that's that. Like, it just, my heart was with you. You just seemed, in my mind, unavailable. Like, it was just like, well, Luke and Courtney, they don't work. So this has to just be on pause, but I'm not willing to let this go. And so it just caused so much chaos, so much drama. 
so much drama. And I involved other people too. It wasn't it wasn't just him. Like it was terrible. I just so many feelings got hurt and um just so unnecessary. Just so unnecessary instead of just realizing I'm hurt, I'm lost, I'm struggling. You know, I need the Lord. I need to get back into church. I need to be back with my family. And I I remember at one point, like, my mom reaching out and just saying, like, get up. I'm driving to the city. I'm coming to pick you up. I'm bringing you to church. I'm really worried about you. I remember conversations my mom and my sister had with me of just um, what is going on. Something is really wrong with you. Like, you know, what is it? Do you need help? Like, we're worried. My dad was super worried. Um, and I knew it was the same on your end. Your parents were a nervous wreck. Oh, man. I mean, you were literally, like, every weekend arrested and just, you were sad and drunk and other things. So, I say all that to say we made a really, really big mess. A really big mess. Oh, yeah. And um, I ended up literally failing my first semester of college, lost my top scholarship, um, which I later got back. But I was just so upset with myself and disappointed. I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. I done burned so many bridges in that city that I wanted to come home. Um, Just friendships and just, I mean, chaos. And you had moved back home. Yeah, I was... Right away. I got a DWI. Yeah. And I was... uh, Ended up wrecking my car. And I just had nothing there. No help there. So I had to come home. And luckily, my grandma let me stay with her. Mom saved the day again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big time. She was a blessing. Yeah. Always is. Yeah. But, um... I think it was probably, I don't know, probably close to the year when I finally was, my dad was just like, you are cut off. Like, you are not doing good in school. You are, I am not paying for rent. Like, you're trying to move in with these random people now. Like, he was just practicing some tough love and I needed it. And um, I'm thankful for it now. I was really upset at the time felt like it was just so not fair and you know like truthfully that the whole like I guess probably like my last semester that I was at college I remember um being real like I kind of stopped the partying and um I was just really sad like extremely depressed extremely anxiety ridden I remember going into a club. My friends were like, we haven't been in forever. We need to go. Like, you don't come with us anymore. So I finally agreed one night. It had been a few weeks since I had gone. And I ended up going to sit in the bathroom on the counter and charged my phone and played games on my phone all night because I was just tired. Like, I had just done so much, made such a mess. Like, I was just so exhausted from it all that... Like, it wasn't even, it was not fun anymore. It was not fun. Um, There was, like, serious, real consequences happening. And um, 
yeah, I just I just wanted to be home. And I called up my family, and they are wonderful, and just said, okay, well, my brother-in-law got his truck, and my brother got his, and my stepdad, and they came get me, and I moved back home. And thank God I did. Yeah, because that's when we started talking again. Talking like again. Officially, not like physically talking. I'm talking like thinking of getting back together again type of talking. And we're just realizing that we're finally at our wits end and mm-hmm. we are worse off apart mm-hmm. than we are together. And we want to yeah. try and work things out. And thankfully we did because yeah. now we're happily married. Yes. And have two beautiful kids. We do. Yeah, I was still like, I remember when I came home, I wanted better. I knew I needed better. But I was still like so mixed up. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was mixed up. Like I, my emotions were everywhere. Like I one day I felt like I was all in. The next day I wasn't. One day I was like wanting to be like back in church and I was determined to that the next day I was like screwing up again I was just like I think I just had kind of gone through a lot that year and um I was just trying to make sense of it all and trying to get my feet back on the ground and trying to do it myself which was the issue because you can't it was a rough start it was a rough start and um I didn't cut things off that I needed to I let things linger way longer than they should have just out of fear of hurting feelings. And then that kind of led into some really scary events for me that I eventually had to kind of, like, tell you about. And um, kind of once I did, I think I just was... It was kind of just a piece in that and just kind of blocked things and just kind of carried on a little bit. But um, I remember... We were, like, getting to the point of, like, okay, we were, might, like, really seriously get back together soon. Like, this has been, like, a couple of weeks of, like, steady. Like, I think, you know, I think this might work. And I specifically remember you went with a friend somewhere and you came back and y'all were loaded. And I was so upset because I was just like, oh, like, here we go again. Like, this is not going to be any different. And I was so sad. I remember I cried myself to sleep. Um, that morning, I went to church. Um, you, you actually had invited him. Y'all both came. And you were just, like, sitting there completely uninterested. And I was just so discouraged. You know, I was just, like, talking to the Lord and just praying. And just, I think, kind of just making up my mind of, like, is this going to be for Luke or is this going to be for God, you know? So that night we went back to church because, well, we have two services. Um, so we went back for a Sunday night service and I was just ready. Like I just was ready. I went to the altar and um, just surrendered my life back to God and I didn't know at the time, but while I was in the altar surrendering my life to God, you were praying for repentance and wanting to be saved yeah and it was on like without talking we didn't discuss any of that no Um, i I was just i was just done 
I was too. I needed some kind of change in my life. I was too. And I, I remember just being in that altar like, God, I this is not about him. Like, this is about you. Like, I just need you. I do not want to spend another moment of my life again without you. Like, I remember literally begging, please don't leave me. Like, don't ever leave me. Please don't ever leave me. And like a, another like week or two went by, I think. And um, they called for a baptism service. And I was interested. And I asked you if you would come with me. Because I had this picture in my mind that we would get baptized together. And I have no idea why I even thought about that. It must have been God who put it there. But I just had that picture like that we would get baptized at the same... Not, not physically at the same moment, but like in the same baptism service. And um, I had, like, turned to you and asked, you know, do you want to get baptized? And you said, no, no, don't ask me about it again. I'm not ready for that. I just got saved. Like, I'm not ready for that. And I said, okay, no big deal. And I left it alone. (laughs) I said, I'm nervous to go to the class because at our church, our pastor does a class before you get baptized so that you can see in Scripture what it is, why we do it, what our beliefs are, and decide if you're ready for that, basically. And um, which we just believe it's just a public declaration of I'm living my life for God. And um, so I asked you to come to the class with me. We went to the class, and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm too nervous, I'm not doing this. And I literally said, God, if you want me to get baptized, I will only do it if Luke does it. And in my head, I knew you weren't going to do it because you told me no. So I thought that I was just... <laughs> Skating love. Yeah, I was getting out of it. And we go to leave, and you said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I was so shocked. I was happy but instantly nervous because then I knew, oh, no. I just said if he did it, I would do it. So I knew I needed to. I didn't know that. And I think we shocked the whole church, both of us getting up there. I'm sure that I was the last one they thought was going to be Yeah, there. and they had been watching us go crazy and up and down and in church, out of church for so long. But it was a really sweet, um, really sweet thing. And afterward, we went back to our seat and I turned to you and I asked you, do you want to officially get back together? Like, let's just date. Let's do this. Like, I'm done. I remember just being like, I am finished. Like, it is all cut off. I am through. I need God, and I want you. And it's been a happy story since. Yeah. Well, not 100%. And no, not 100%. It was it was the beginning of a true love story of it's... ups and downs. Well, and I mean, it had already started, but... There was, you know, the real stuff. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. (laughs) So, we got back together, and it wasn't perfect, but we were just both actively trying to do the right thing, and, um, you know, that lasted a little while, and um, you kind of started struggling a bit. You want to talk a little bit about that? Like, what kind of made you kind of turn around, backtrack? Probably just me. It was me and a friend. He was 
live my world. I said, tell him he didn't have nowhere to live. Um, well, you. We, you and I weren't living together. No, yeah, no. The friend, he had the same problems I had. And just one night, we decided to drink wine. But just just two glasses. But then we ended up going to the store and got more. And it that started, that started me back messing up every now and again and it just I fell I fell away from church and just kinda kinda tried to walk on the fence line but it eventually led to me completely just of aborting the whole being safe thing. And mm-hmm. I, it just turned into a, a big problem. And you know, like the timeline probably shocked everybody, but we got back together in April. We got engaged in August. So, at this time, him and I are, are like engaged, right? Or were we about to be? I feel oh, like we no. were engaged. We got we got engaged not long after we got back together because we knew like this was yeah we've been together for so many years we knew like we're done this is it we're ready which everybody was so shocked because they're like y'all just (laughs) spent a year acting insane and had other people involved on both sides and all this crazy stuff but we just knew no we i I knew knew. i was i knew i was was done. done me too i found the one and it just there was never another person like you um, so yeah, anyway, we were engaged when all of this was happening and I was very confused. <laughs> I just did not know, like, God, am I supposed to be calling this off? Like, it, I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what was the right decision. I didn't know just really mixed up and there was a lot of lying going on again and sneaking around and um it just was so upsetting because it felt like we went back like 20 steps and I remember just having such a peace one night and God just showing me literally I read it in scripture about um sit still and um I remember it like jumped off the page at me and it just pricked something with me of just Just sit still. Just be patient. Just wait. And I was literally, before I read that, asking God if I needed to, like, call this off or, like, stay with you. Like, I just wasn't sure what the right thing to do was. And um, so I had felt like I had that. And I didn't tell anyone about that. And um, I actually ended up texting someone close to me who I really trust their walk with God and their advice is just really precious to me even now still to this day um I ended up texting them you know this is what's going on will you pray for me like I just need prayer I'm mixed up and they ended up telling me I really feel like God's wanting me to tell you to sit still and I knew like that was God because he had already showed that to me which is just like him, you know, that that's the way he speaks. He will speak it to you. It will get confirmed. Like, you will know when it is God. Like, especially with direction, you will just have that peace where you know, even though this looks 
completely chaotic, and I cannot make sense of this. He's in this. He's guiding me. I have this peace. He brought me to scripture. He brought someone else to encourage me that confirmed what I had already been feeling in scripture. So it was a big deal for me. And um, I just remember, like I kept telling you, like, we are not moving forward with a wedding until you, like, decide what you want to do. Like, you know, we were planning, like, a year out because I was trying to finish beauty school. And um, I just, like, one day, um, I'm talking to you, and I'm like, you, like, you got to decide, like, we can't get married until you or whatever. And you ended up, I think, really trying to get back on track. You I did. You did for a while. Quite a while. I did. Quite a while. And um, it had been a couple more months after this. And I just kept having the thoughts of, like, instead of November, why don't you do April? Like, I kept thinking about that. And... To me, I was like, well, I won't be done with school then, and, like, I don't want to do that. And my family was like, no, don't rush. Um, like, I just, I don't know, I kept thinking about that. And I had talked to you about it, and you're like, no, I think we should do April. Like, that will be, you know, a good month, and it'll be fine. Like, you know, you'll finish school. It's no issue, whatever. So we talked to a few people close to us. And um, they were basically like, it's your wedding, you know, what, whatever you want to do. And um, But I ultimately was just like, I need to hear from God. Like, I need to know. Um, somebody texted me one day, and they said, hey, I was just thinking, what do you think about April? And I was thinking to myself, okay, this is getting weird. Like, this has to be the Lord. But I wanted to know for sure. And, um, I, it was a Wednesday service. Um, I was in the parking lot. I was by myself. I don't remember where you were. Maybe working. Mm, I'm sure. Um, I was by myself in my car and I just prayed in my head alone and I didn't tell a, a soul about it. And I said, God, if you are wanting us to get married on April 23rd, because that was the date I kept thinking about, 23. On April 23rd, 2016, will you just have the preacher preach something on from Isaiah? And um, I kept thinking about that and thinking about that. And I just said, God, I know that sounds like a silly prayer, but will you please just answer it for me? And I will fully know and just have a peace that this is this is what you want me to do. So I'm sitting in service. Oh, and I had said, like, and if you don't want me to move this, will you have him preach from, and I said, another scripture, another book of the Bible. And I said, I don't care what it is, just have him mention one of the two. And I will know that that is my answer from you, and I will just, if you will just answer that, I will just do whatever you want me to do. I just want to be obedient. That was truly my heart's desires. I want to be in your timing. I want to be in your perfect, perfect will. And maybe I was complicating it too much, but it was just my heart at the time. Like, I just wanted to do what God wanted me to do. And I wanted us to be where he wanted us to be. So I go into the service, and we had another uh, brother from the church was actually speaking that night. 
And so I'm thinking, oh, man, I thought it would be our pastor. But that's okay. You know, I didn't ask specifically. I just said preacher, and he was a preacher. So I'm listening, and the whole service is almost done. And he has not mentioned either one of those. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, so I didn't get an answer either way. So either God didn't hear me or I didn't pray right. (laughs) I was like, something is, this is not right. And uh, right before he closed, he ended up saying, um, basically, on a last note, why don't we all turn to Isaiah? And I was like, boom, a light bulb. That was it. And so I knew that that was the right date for us. And then God is just this personal. Um, 23 is relevant to a lot of things in our relationship. Yeah, a lot of good things have happened Store on dates. 23. A lot of good things. Birth dates. Yeah, our son. There's a lot of a lot of things. I actually wrote them down one day because it. I think it, we started dating on the twenty third originally. Yeah, I mean it was midnight, so technically the twenty fourth. But. <laughs> so a lot of uh, twenty three is just significant. I remember to us. it was midnight because I came back from my friend's birthday party and it was really late. I remember. But um. Anyway, yeah, twenty three is just like. Turns out now, later on in life, to be a special number. We always talk about that, being our special number. Um, because just things always happen on the 23rd. But um, anyway, so I found out later from that preacher. Um, he said what's crazy is that he knew he needed to preach the next day. He was in bed. He was laying down in bed. He was trying to sleep. And he said he just felt that stirring in his spirit. Like God wanted him to get up and go add something to his notes. And he, um, I might be botching this, but to, I'll do my best. Basically, he, he was kind of just going back and forth. Oh, do I get up? Whatever. So he finally gets up and God told him, I want you to add a scripture at the end from Isaiah. (laughs) And that was the night before. So that's before I even prayed and asked for the preacher to speak from Isaiah. God woke that man up out of his sleep and told him, to add that to his notes and he did that just for me and that is the most amazing thing i have ever heard like that is the god we serve he is in the details he is that specific to the person you want to think he's such a big god he's not going to specifically answer and speak no that is the god we serve that is how he is that is who he is and i love that about him so just the whole thing i just knew like god just he was good enough to just give me direction on it. Even though, like I said, I was probably overthinking it way too much, which is not anything new. But <laughs> I just, my heart's desire was just to be where he needed me to be. It just was what I wanted. It was my hope. It was, my heart was just to do the right thing. I had done the wrong thing for so long that I just wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to be right by God. And um, he just really honored that desire of my heart. But did you know that? Mm-mm. You didn't know? I was I wondering. Knew, I knew some of it. I was wondering I if know, you knew. I didn't know in complete detail. I did know that that scripture. I just didn't know <laughs> about the preacher thing. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so um, let's see. I don't even remember what month that was. But we jumped it up and we got married April 23rd. 2016 and it was a blessed 
day. It was a good one. It was beautiful. It, it was, was so sweet and um super thankful for everybody that yes, put it together for us. Yes, it was beautiful. It was better than I even expected and um you know, we were just two crazy kids. We were twenty, 20 and almost twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Young. Yes. Like just and people were like, Y'all are so young you know, um, that, that won't last, like, you shouldn't, y'all, y'all don't even live together yet, like, you shouldn't be doing this, da, 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 da. but once I knew, God told me, this is when, it did not matter anything that anyone else said, because I knew, doesn't matter, God will work it out, like, it doesn't matter if we will be struggling a bit for money, I was waitressing at the time, and in beauty school, um, you had a job, but you weren't making a whole lot, and I think we both just had a piece that, like, this is just going to work out somehow. Yeah. Like, all I the details. I knew you was my person. And it would just work out. It has to. And, and here we are. Yeah. And so we got married. And um, it was really good for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Until I, I kind of slid back again. Hard and, this time. Well, this time. Different. This time changed everything because I didn't everything. realize what I was messing with yeah. that was physically addicting and it hooked me and I didn't want to be on nothing anymore but it was overwhelming the feeling of not having it mm-hmm. and it yeah. just it, it drug on for a while. And this was like within the first few, well... Within the first six months. Yeah, we had just moved in, and I, yeah. I think uh, it wasn't long after because I didn't, I dabbled, but I didn't mean to get hooked on. I didn't think about it. I didn't even think about addiction. You had started dabbling with some lighter, quote unquote, things, and kind of dabbled a bit with that, and then realized, uh oh. Was My at, body is saying that it needs this now. I was at your mom's house. I remember specifically, I just started feeling weird and funny. My whole started racing. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just need to go sleep it off. So I eventually said, I need to go. I don't feel good. So I went home and could not sleep and was having a very rough night. And I realized... I decided to stop what I was doing, substance-wise, and it all just made sense. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. So uh, I found something to relieve that, and it went away completely, all the symptoms. And that's when I realized I'm, I'm in deep. And this time, it's not just for fun. Yeah. And it was... We, we will get into this story um, actually next week. This is That's going to be what we're going to talk about. But um, just to kind of bleed into it a bit, it was the most lonely, isolating, confusing thing that I have ever gone through. It was traumatic. And, you know, if you've never seen or been around someone that you love who has struggled with a very strong addiction um, that 
I don't even know if you fully understand what it's like to watch somebody go through it. It's scary, I'm sure. It's scary, and it's gut-wrenching, because it's like, I I remember, you know, Luke is not, Luke is a sweetheart, but he's not, um, like, very, you know, the most emotional person, and I just remember you, like, just breaking down a couple of different times and just crying, like, why am I like this? Why did I do this? Like, I hate myself. I don't want to be alive. Like, it was just, it was really, 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 really sad. And it was really hard to watch. And I was really upset for myself. But I was also really hurt that you were hurt. It just was a lot. It was a lot. Addiction is And that went on for annoying. almost a complete year. It was, I think, eight months. I don't know. Yeah. It's a blur. And um, something came up and Mm. changed all of it. And we will get into that next week. So, do you have any thoughts? Anything you want to add or say or leave them with? Always be leery of what you mess with. Because you never know what monster is hiding beneath it. Yeah, what door it's opening and what's behind that door. Big time. It could be something so little turn around and change your whole life. Yeah, it's, it's so true. That's good. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I guess we are trying our best to stick to the schedule of Tuesdays. It may not always fall that way. But that's what we're trying to do. Luke works a lot. So he is doing his best to um, be here so that we can do that for you guys. Um, Let us know down below if you are enjoying these. Um, Let us know anything that you're wanting us to cover or any questions you guys have. Don't forget, um, you can obviously listen to us on most streaming platforms or you can watch us on YouTube, Our Story, His Glory podcast. Um, don't forget to subscribe because we have like a ton of viewers that aren't subscribed. So don't forget to subscribe, like the video. It helps push it out there, which gets more eyes on it. And helps it helps us get into the algorithm. Yeah, it helps. What helps us helps you. Yeah, and more people can hear what we have to say because. Truly, our heart is just to get this out there for people to hear and um, to use caution and learn, hopefully, from our mistakes and to just hear about the goodness of God because He has been good to us. So, you guys help us out. Subscribe, like. You can find us on Facebook as well. But, um, like I said, to follow us for the video versions of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube. Um, tell yeah. your friends, tell family, anybody yeah. you think that this would encourage, yeah. we'd be more than happy to we, spread it. We've said it um, a million times. We are not professionals. Um, we are just two people who want to tell our story. Yeah. That is a pretty good story uh, from a muddy beginning to a nice future yeah hey it goes along with our verse 
Jeremiah 29 11. I'll say it again. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Man, that we're living in that. We're walking in it. Yep. Not that life will be carefree. That's not the case. will be. And always hoping for the best. Yeah. You just press on. But anyways, thank Thank you guys.